Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So how many of you uh, are ready to continue to talk about focused faith? We started last week. Amen. And we talked about how vital and necessary it is. If if you weren't here last week to kick this off, I encourage you to listen to last week's message on the app. Amen. And because we talked about the it's it's vital, it's necessary, it's mandatory, really, according to the word of God, that we learn to stay in faith and remain focused on God's promise and do not allow anything, do not allow anything in the world to distract us, because there's so many distractions going on. Amen. So let's pray, pray over the word right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your precious holy word. And Father, I, I pray, Father, that the words that I minister will, will bring life and deliverance tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If we want to advance and see the manifestation of God's promises in our life, it requires staying in faith. You cannot get away from faith. And I talked a lot about that last week. It, faith is what pleases God. Amen? It requires but faith requires remaining focused on what God's promised us, and then it requires us never allowing ourselves to be distracted because we get started, and then we give up. We get started, and the promises of God don't, don't get to the place where they're manifested in our life. Or last week we talked about we get little dribbles, little drops, when God wants to pour his overflowing grace on us, his overflowing provision, his overflowing healing, it's already provided. We're not trying to get something that doesn't belong to us. Amen? If you go to the bank and you have money in the bank and you go to withdraw that bank, they have to give it to you because it belongs to you. Isn't that right? But we're in, we're in a spiritual warfare because the devil tries to keep us from the promises of God. But faith takes them. Amen? Hallelujah. But distractions are one of Satan's mightiest weapons. If he can distract you, he can deceive you. If he can deceive you, he can beat you. Distractions are how he robs us of God's best. Amen? So it's important to stay in faith, to remain focused on the promises of God, and not allow anything in this world to distract us. Last week, I talked to you about, I said that when I was praying a few weeks ago, I just kind of was this, this I, I don't know, I was just sitting there talking to God, and I said, I feel kind of, I wasn't really confused, but I just, just felt like out of order. I said, God, I just kind of feel out of order. I feel like I need to get back in order in my, in my prayer life. You go in and you're praying for this and you're praying for that and you're believing for this and you, you have your little prayer journals and you have uh, your note folders and you have everything. And, and, and I, just, I just felt like the Holy Spirit made it simple. And he said, make your list, believe God, and fight like hell. And you say, God said that? God, listen, hell isn't a swear, it's a place. <laughs> But sometimes God speaks to us in a language that we can understand. And a lot of us can understand fight like hell. <laughs> Amen? And so we're going to talk about those things. And we, we talked about that a, a little bit last week, the importance of faith. But we're going we're to talk a little bit about making your list, believing God, and fighting like hell. How do we do that? How do, how do we make those things, the, the, those things happen? So let's look at Matthew 7, verses 7. Our team is so... 
Thank you, guys. I, I just kept sending them. I sent them scriptures, and then I kept getting another scripture and another scripture, and I'm like, oops, I forgot this one. And uh, so hopefully we got them all straightened out. And I got Mari up there. She looks like she knows what she's doing, right? <laughs> so Matthew chapter 7, we're going to start with verse 7. The first thing is making our list and asking God. We need to get specific with God. So many of us, we're not specific. He didn't know what we want. Well, God, just provide my need. You know what my need is. Yeah, he does know what you need. You see in scripture, he said, I already know what you need, but I'm still telling you to ask me for it because it takes faith to get it to us. Amen? And so Matthew chapter 7, it's, uh, verse 7 says, ask. Say ask. That's what God said to do. He's saying ask, and it will. Say will. Act, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. For everyone, say everyone, everyone, who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then be an evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things, say things, to those who ask him? He's, Jesus is talking about prayer here. He's saying ask, and he's saying if, 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 if you're not going to, if your children ask for something, if they ask for a piece of bread, you're not going to give them a glass of water. You're not going to put a spider in their hand. You're not going to put a snake in their hand. God wants to answer your prayer. And somehow we get into this place where, well, whatever will be, will be. Okay, sada, sada, you know, but that's not true. Because when we get that attitude, then Satan will have his way with us. We'll be, we'll be, just, we'll be just fighting through the webs all the time. Here we go again. Let's get through the circle again. Let's get through the cycle again. And it just happens over and over and over. But he says, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So it's important if you're going to ask him for something, you need to make a list. Write it down. I don't know. Maybe you need a place to live. Maybe you need wisdom. Maybe you need maybe, maybe you need. Uh, to, oh, maybe you need to get uh, the victory in some areas. Talk to God about it. A lot of times we just kind of put it on a, oh, I know, I got to be good. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, I was praying. This happened to me probably a couple of months ago, and I was praying about something, and a thought came into my mind. And I, honestly, I can't remember what it was. It might have even been about a person or something, you know? And I immediately stopped and repented, and I said, God, forgive me. I said, our, our, and I, I was talking to God, and I said, our minds are just, they, they just go to these places that are not good, you know, whether it's thinking bad of something or, and, and, and I asked God, and I'm, and I'm praying this. I said, God, if there's one thing I want, I want, I want a pure heart, and only God can give us that. We can't make a pure heart. Oh, look at me. Because if we try to, you know what I'm saying? We can work on, 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 on the fruit of the Spirit. We can work on walking in love. But if we pray and ask God to help us to have a pure heart, God, show me how to have a pure heart. He'll show us how, how to have a pure heart. If you pray over your business, if you pray over, you know, whatever situation, but you've got to ask God. 
What are you dreaming for? We're, all, we're always on the struggling end. Let's get out of the struggling end. Let's get out of the part where we're hold on till the end. And I'm going to show you that God wants our profiting, our, our prosperity, not just in finances but in every area, to be, pro, to, to be shown to all people. He wants people to see us. The children of Israel, if you go and read the, the Old Testament, the enemies always knew that the children of Israel were so blessed. They knew that they were of God because of the blessing. They knew God's blessing was on them. That's how people need to look at us. Amen? But you got to start asking and not feeling intimidated and not letting the enemy talk, to, talk you out of it and not let people talk you out of it. The unbelieving believers. I hope you caught that. Amen? Now let's look, look, look at Mark eleven twenty four. 24. It says, therefore I say to you, this is Jesus talking again. Whatever things, and, and listen, there, aren't, there isn't any idle words that come out of Jesus' mouth. Amen? He said, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you might have them. Maybe I'll give them to you if you're good. Maybe if you have a pure heart. No. He said, I say to you, whatever things you say, Whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Let's look at Matthew 20, verses 29 through 34, at the blind men that Jesus healed. It says, now as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road. Now notice, everybody knew they were blind. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. And a lot of us pray that. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us. They weren't crying out, God, heal our eyes. God, make us see. They were crying out, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, what do you want me to do for you? Did Jesus not know they were blind? Did Jesus not know their hearts? You know, we, we say things like, well, God knows my heart. Well, did Jesus not know those blind men's heart? When they were calling out for mercy? But he said, what do you want me to do? Jesus knew that they were blind, but he still asked them. And they said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. And so Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. God wants us to ask him. Amen. So uh, this part about making that list, make that list, write things down. Maybe I, I'm, I'm throwing some materialistic things out there, but it's, it just covers everything, you know? Maybe, listen, I know this, is, this, this, is, this is, might sound funny to you guys, but when, when I first got saved, I always like, oh, you, you heard the stories, some of you may not, but I've, I always wanted to be in church. I just loved serving God. I just wanted to either be you know, every hour that I wasn't in work, I was doing something for the kingdom. I loved it. And I went to the singles class, and the pastor's wife was teaching a singles class. And she shared a testimony um, how her first husband had passed away 
in a car accident. And, and, she, was, and she was saying how, uh, and he was a pastor. And, uh, but she said this, and she said, she said, God, I have to, I have to be in church. I'm praying for, to, for a, when it came time for her, you know, after the grieving and all that, and she prayed for a man of God. She prayed for a pastor. And she ended up marrying a pastor. Well, I'm sitting in that class, and I'm hearing this. I don't know what a pastor is. I don't know what the ministry is. I don't know nothing. I just wanted to be in church. So I went home, and I got on my knees, and I said, God, I want a pastor. <laughs> pastor Ed wasn't even in the church. He was in California somewhere. But I said, God, I, I want a pastor. I want to be in church all the time, just like Grace. That was her name. And she's so funny because after we got married, she said, she said, look at that. You, 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 God answered your prayer to the T because, because Pastor Ed looks like Pastor Tatham. He don't have no hair either. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, maybe I should have asked for a pastor with him. No, I'm just kidding. I love Pastor just the way he is. Amen. I always tell him that. I, you know what? I never even looked at his hair. Just, it, never, it never made it any, any whatever. Anyhow, I'm getting out of that. But anyhow, <laughs> just somehow get away from that. But, I, but it's, it's amazing when you ask, you know, when you ask God for things, whatever it is. What does your future look like? Ask God of the, of the desires that are in your heart. And sometimes he puts desires and things in your heart and, you, and they're there, but you're afraid to ask when God's the one that put them there. Amen? So get your askers out, okay? Number two, believe God. He said, make a list, believe God, and fight like hell. Find the scriptures to stand on and stay focused. Let's look at 1 John 5, 14 and 15. So number one, what are you going to do? Make a list. Put everything on that list. Maybe you, maybe you want your kids serving God. Maybe, maybe you're praying for a certain college. Maybe, listen, I, re, I remember praying for a Christian school uh, almost 40 years ago when there wasn't any Christian schools. <laughs> but God knew where it was. God knows where those things are that, 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 that you need, but you got to ask them. Something's happening when you ask. The angels are moving. God's maneuvering. God's giving you favor, but you got to ask. 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him. Say confidence. confidence. We have confidence in him. This is it, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen? He said, whatever things you desire when you pray, whatever things you desire, believe that you receive and you'll have them. He says, if you ask anything according to his will, he will hear you. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. God wants you to make those petitions. God wants you to start asking and just go to the scriptures. And the scriptures promise you know, the, it, it's not weird, you, you know, if, if you ask anything according to his will, you can't ask for somebody else's wife or husband, you know. I mean, when we went through a rough spot in our marriage, I was actually praying that God would move God, my husband out of my house. 
you know. I said, I remember, I remember praying that. I said, God, please move him back to his mother's, and I won't tell anybody in church, and I'll just show up in church and act like I'm a good wife. I remember praying that prayer. That was not according to the will of God. And I remember being on my knees. I remember specifically I was beside my bed, and the Holy Spirit showed me how to fall in love with my husband again. Amen? And, 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 and it just broke. And, li and, listen, and listen, honestly, um, it wasn't like he was this big, bad guy, you know. It was just, we just had different, we had different views, <laughs> different things. He married a heathen. I mean, what am I going to say, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Remember last week? Poor Ed. Remember my sisters? No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anyhow, so if we ask anything according to his will, let's look at James 1, 5, and 7. So how do you believe God? You ask him, and you believe that he hears you. And then here, James, look at this, 1, 5 and 7, through 7. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he's talking about wisdom here, but you could put anything there. If any of you lacks finances or healing or something, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. God is not in the business. He's not, he's not like, re, he, he's not always, he's not counting your faults against you. Because we all have faults. I don't know about you, but I try every day not to have a fault and I blow it. I'm just like, this is, you just got to get to the place where you know who you are in Christ because that person doesn't exist anymore. Amen? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach and it will be given to him. Say, it will be given to him. But look at this. But let him ask in faith. With no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Sounds like you have to have that focused faith. We can't be, we can't be double-minded when we're asking God. It says, for let, the, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. We got we to gotta stay straight on. We got to stay focused on the scripture, and and I'm going to show. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the the devil is after the word always because if he can get. Remember last week we talked about when Jesus told Peter that Satan has desire to sift you as wheat, and we talked about the sifting process about shaking everything out of you that he can get out of you. He will try to shake it out of you. Let's look at let's so so. You, can't, you cannot be double-minded, and the only way that you can ask in faith and not be double-minded is finding the scriptures to stand on, looking at the promises of God, looking, God promises health and wholeness. God promises us, he's already provided the blessing for us. He promises us prosperity and success. It's all through the word of God. He promises us victory over fear and depression. He promises that we will be an overcomer and victorious and not meek and, be and beggarly. Amen? So, number one was what? Number two is what? Believe God. The only way you can believe God is finding those scriptures and putting them on the inside because 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Last week, we, I just hope if you weren't here last week that you hear, we talked about um, um, Kenneth Hagin and, and, and how he would share uh, stories of faith and he'd go back to 1948 and he would just share all the way and, and he would build people's faith up to receive God. Amen? Number three, what I want to talk more about a little bit more tonight is fight like hell. How do we get that spirit where we fight like hell? No, where we stand up and say no. No to depression. No to sickness. No to early death. No to the things. No to defeat. No. And to, fi and to fight for it. Let's look at 1 Timothy 6.12. It says fight the what? Good fight. It's a good fight. You know why? Let me tell you why it's a good fight. Because if we fight, we'll always win. Because God's already made us the winner. Fight the good fight for what we believe. Hold tightly to the eternal life that God has given you, which you have confessed so well before many witnesses. So we got to fight the good fight. Let's look at Paul's instructions. I brought out the scripture last week to Timothy again. How do we do this? How do we fight the good fight? How do we fight like hell? 1 Timothy 4.15. The Apostle Paul is talking to Timothy, a young pastor, and, he's, and this is what he said to him. He's writing to him. He said, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. How many of you know that God wants your profiting to appear to all? He wants people to come to you and say, what are you doing? How, how are you prospering? How, how's, how did you, your business get to do this? How, how did you get out of that wheelchair? How, 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 how did you overcome your drug habit? How did you do this? He wants your profiting to appear to all. Amen? But he said it happens when we meditate upon these things and give thyself wholly to them. We don't, we're so busy in life. So this is, the busyness has taken over people's lives. And if you don't set your priorities straight, you keep doing what you keep doing, and you just never get to the place, or maybe, maybe you'll get to that place in 20 years or 40 years. God will get you there quicker if you put his word to work. If you give yourself wholly to it, completely to it, the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, had given Timothy some very important instructions about living this life of faith. Amen? And now he's saying, right here, he's saying, meditate upon these things. In other words, think about them day and night. Sounds like another scripture in Joshua 1.8. That's what meditate means. It means to think on them. What are you thinking on on your ride to work in the morning? What are you thinking on on your ride to church? What are you thinking on when you get up and get ready in the morning? What are you thinking? I'm not just talking about maybe your, 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 your alone time with God, but what are you thinking on through the day? You know, meditation, <clears throat> worry, when you start worrying about things, that's a form of meditation. When you start being fearful of things, that's a form of meditation. Well, I'm afraid, that, I don't know, I'm afraid. Oh, I don't know, I'm so worried about this. We need to meditate and think on that God will provide all of our needs according to his riches and glory. That God will make a way for us where there seems to be no way. 
where God's favor, when you feel like you're going to walk into a bank or somewhere and, and, and nobody's going to like you or they're not going to help you, God's favor, you need to meditate on God's favor being upon you. Amen? So he said, so he's telling Timothy, he said, meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them that they profiting may appear to all. Let's read Joshua 1.8. So he's just telling them what's already this other this what's already in the scriptures in Joshua one eight in the Old Testament. He said this book of the law. This is what God told Joshua. Joshua was taken over from Moses. And how many of you know Moses had a lot of fun with those stubborn people? <laughs> they had to wait an extra forty years to get into the Promised Land. They didn't believe God. They didn't say the right things out of their mouth. They brought back an evil report. They just didn't obey God. See, God tells us to do things, and we want to just figure it all out. But he told Joshua he's getting ready to take over. And I can imagine what Joshua felt like. But he told Joshua, he said, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall what? Meditate. Think about it. This book of the law, you shall Think about it. Day, think, meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Some of you are wanting to do the things and wanting to overcome and wanting to get rid of things out of your life that you've been stuck on for years and you, and you, you haven't been able to have that breakout. I'm telling you, if you'll meditate on the word of God, you will observe to do according to all that is written within and you will overcome those things. I, I know every everybody wants to be delivered in a moment you know like a, I want to get set free from this situation or that situation it's the word of God that has the power in it and Hebrews says it's alive it's full of power it's the word of God that came out of God's mouth that 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 spoke the word into existence you, it's the word of God that has the power that will change everything and we got to get focused focused say focused on the word of God. Amen? Amen? For then, he goes on, he says, then you will, you, who's going to make your way prosperous? Right. Because you have the right tools. You have the word of God. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So that you are able to put them to work or, or, or you're able to uh, take these tools and apply them. And then he says, you'll make your way prosperous. Do you know what that word prosperous means there in the Bible? He said, then you'll make your way prosperous. I looked it up, and every single way I was trying to, I thought, you know, doesn't it mean, you know, prosperous and favor? And, but I don't care how you look it up. You know what it means? It means flourishing financially, bringing wealth and success. And I, you can deny it all you want, but I know that you would love to be flourishing financially, bringing wealth and success. We can take care of God's business in a big way, can't we? We can have our Christian school set up. We, I'm not just talking about us, but other churches, amen? Having the place for our kids that need to be there. But it says right there, he said, I'll make your way prosperous. I'll, I'll flourish you financially. I will bring wealth and success. So we have to meditate on these things, listening and meditating on the word of God that we hear 
and that we read. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. So many of us try to get around this process because because God gave us a brain. And we learn things. Isn't it exciting to learn things? Isn't it cool to be smart? Well, God isn't impressed with our smartness. But we try to get around the process, God's process. But it just doesn't work that way. God's ways and his thoughts are higher and above our thoughts. Let's read that scripture in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. These are the things that you're thinking on. These are the things that you're meditating on. You hear a message. We hear a message. We get so excited. And man, the next morning, we're just, you know, like, we're getting ready for work and we're busy. And we just, before you know it, that message just wanes out. And I hear people say, oh, I got to go back. I got to listen to that again. Oh, I got to write this thing down. Oh, I got to write that scripture down. But never get to it. And those are the things that when the revelation comes, you got to catch it. Write it down. Hold on to it. Hallelujah. I had a a word the other night about my health, that God was going to strengthen me. I'll be stronger on the second leg of this race than than when I started. But last night I was real, so I've been holding, I've been, I've been, I've been reading it and meditating on it and envisioning it, and, and, and so I was tired last night, and went to bed, and anyhow, I don't know where Pastor was, he gets up and goes in the other room and studies on Saturday night, but um, I got the worst cramp in the back of my leg, it was, and I, so I jumped out of bed. I'm like, oh, my leg, you know, and I'm yelling. So maybe pastor would hear me, but he don't even pay attention to me anymore. (laughs) But when I jumped, listen, when I jumped, I threw my back out. And so I'm like, oh, my leg, oh, my back. And you ask my husband and daughter, I'm not quiet in my house, you know. But immediately, because I had been meditating on that word, I said, no, back, (laughs) you're healed, I'm strong, and that is not going to, and I woke up this morning healed. But I grabbed onto the word, or I could have said, oh my gosh, how am I going to get to church? I can't even put my shoes on. I you know, listen, am I the only one that's ever done that? Come on now, you know? When you, grab, when you have a word, you got to grab onto it and you got to hold onto it. Amen? God said here, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. See? Our ways aren't his way. Let's just get his ways. Let's just make it easy. Let's just do it. You say, but it's not easy. Well, how far are you getting without him? Come on now. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And when you meditate on his thoughts, it will bring, it'll make you prosperous. Amen? When you think on his thoughts. He wants us to meditate on his thoughts and his ways. Not on our ways. Trying to figure everything out. Just try to shift it. Even if it's just one thought at a time. When you stop worrying about something. 
You know, get the scripture in Philippians. It talks about be not anxious about anything. Everybody's anxious in this world today. You talk to people, this world is crazy. We don't know where the world is going, but we know that we have our Heavenly Father, and we have the Word of God, and we know that we're going to be okay. Amen? If we're standing on the Word, we should not be worried. We should not be fearful. We should just be in a place of prayer. Amen? So then he, tell, he tells Timothy, give yourself wholly to them. And that means commit to them, dedicate yourself to them. The Bible teaches us how important it is to be more than just a hearer. We have to commit and give ourselves wholly. What does holy mean? Not H-O-L-Y, but W-H-O-L-L-Y, or however you spell it. Commit to it. We, you know, honestly, half the world, I, I, I think discipline is, is, is a big um, it's something people have to conquer because half the world listens to all of this other stuff, but if they don't discipline themselves, well, it's the same way in the kingdom of God. You got, you got to read it. You got to meditate on it. You can read and meditate on a book that has nothing to do with God, and you can learn it, and you can get smart, and it will help you, but God's word will make you flourish financially. God's word will cause you to be prosperous. God's word, you can, you can read all the health books in the, in the world, but when you put God's word on it, man, he'll fix your brain. He'll fix everything on the inside of you. Amen? Hallelujah. So give yourself wholly to them. In other words, make a quality decision that you are not going to just listen to it, but you're going to apply it. Amen? The Bible talks about, and I'm almost done here, I just got just a couple more scriptures, okay? The Bible talks about, where was I? Okay, the sower sows the word. And right now, I'm sowing the word into you. But remember what Jesus said in Mark, the fourth chapter. Let's look at this, Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Because once the word is sown, I'm telling you, Satan comes immediately to take a word to take the word that is sown in your heart. And you know why he does that? Because the word is full of power. And he knows if you keep it in your heart and you keep it on your mouth, you're going to produce the promises of God. But if he can get, get it out of you, then you won't produce the things of God. Amen? You can, so you, you can walk, you can hear this message, you can walk right, right, right out of this building and, 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 and get a half mile down the road and, and Satan's already trying to steal the word. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know if I have to really meditate. Oh, I, I, I don't know if that really works. Well, you don't, you don't even try it. How do you know? I know people that I used to exercise for years. I'm exercising more now, again, but I used to really, I used to meet a trainer at five in the morning, a couple of times a week, and it was, it was heavy duty stuff. But so many people would say, and he would tell us this, people would say, oh, that doesn't really work. And those were the people that never tried it. <laughs> oh, that diet doesn't work. Oh, I've tried them all, none of them work. Yeah, you tried them for two days. <laughs> you know? But the word of God is true and forever settled in heaven. Let's look at this. In Mark 4, 13, it says, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? 
The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Like, it, it, like if I would have just, you know, last night, because that's what happens. We'll find out that God promises us healing, and the next thing you know, we're getting attacked in our body. And people are like, well, I thought your God was a healer. Sometimes we think it's magic, you know, this is a better rose. Oh, 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 you have a need? I thought God blessed you. You know, people are so weird, it's so evil. You gotta put the word to work, amen? Because Satan's right there to steal it out of your heart. It says when they hear Satan comes immediately and takes the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Don't we do that? Wow, the word was great. Wasn't that meeting awesome? And they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. And afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they, stum they stumble. Amen? One phone call can rob you of what you heard. You can walk outside and, and, and I believe there's going to be no flat tires tonight, and your tire and your tires. Are, oh, this always happens to me. The enemy will try and steal the word that is sown in your heart. What are you standing on? What do you believe in God for? Are you just getting run ragged by the devil? Amen. So you have to be protective about what you hear. You have to guard your heart because Satan is standing at your door ready to steal the word of God out of your heart because he knows that if you keep it in your heart and you keep it in your mouth, you are going to prosper. You are going to be successful. You're going to have divine health. You're going to be free from fear and worry, and you're going to do what God's called you to do. Amen? So we have to protect it. One more scripture, Proverbs 4.20. The Bible says here that we are to guard our hearts by being very selective about what we see and what we hear because, let me tell you why, our eyes and our ears are the gateways to our heart. They're the gateways to our heart. Verse 20 says this, pay attention, my child, I read this last week, to what, I, to what I say. Pay attention to what God says, amen? Make sure it lines up with scriptures. Even if you're here and other ministers of God, make sure the word is, God, God gave us his word to bring hope, not condemnation. He said, I came to save the world, not to condemn the world. So why would he want to condemn the children of God? Pay attention, my child, to what I say. Listen carefully. Don't lose sight of my words. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart, for they bring life and radiant health to anyone who discovers their meaning. Meaning, one translation said they're medicine, medicine to your flesh. In verse 23, he says, above all else. Say above all. Above all else. Guard your heart, for it affects everything you do. Avoid all perverse talk. We're going to talk about our perverse talk, not tonight, but we're going to talk about that. Stay far from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Does that sound like being focused faith? 
we get this faith and we're just like, oh, we're walking by faith. You know, no word in us, no nothing. You know, oh, what was that scripture? I don't remember what that scripture was. We have iPhones. We, can, we have everything. We can carry the word with us everywhere we go. Amen? Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet, then stick to the path. Stay focused and stay safe. Don't get sidetracked. Stay focused and keep your feet from following evil. Amen? What you see has a way of affecting what you believe, what you see and what you hear, and you need to guard it. We're always trying to, well, let's see what, let's see what this, this preaches. Let's see what this camp over here is. Oh, so, so. Get in the word of God and stay focused, amen? If, if, you, if you go to this church, listen to the word that's being preached here and the men and women of God that we have, in, you know, um, how do you say it? The men and women of God we've talked about that we stand with. Guess, you know what I'm saying? Because it gets crazy. People get confused. They're all over the place. you gotta, you got to guard your heart. Amen? So once, you hear, once we hear these things, then it's our responsibility to protect our heart and not allow distractions to take away from what God is putting in us. Remember, uh, you're in a spiritual battle. And Jesus told Peter, he said, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. And if you remember what that word meant, it meant to extract something, that word sift. And we talked about the big sifters and the farms and so forth. But Satan is always trying to extract something that God put in your heart. The minute you put the word in your heart, he's going to try to come after it. He's going to test you. He's going to come. Amen? But you just got to say no. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's learn to stick with the word. Let's make our list, let's believe God, and let's fight like hell. Amen? Let's fight like hell. And maybe some of you have been believing, and, and this is, I think, how it started in my, my heart, because, you know, some things you're believing for a long time, and then you get lax, and you're like, you know, and you're like, God, how do I get back over here for this, and believe, and then, you know what? The Holy Spirit doesn't, he's, if you're, if you're really focused and you stay with the word, he'll show you how to get to the next level. He'll show you how to push as you're pushing through. When you, when, when you get off your focus and you're like over here, like, like I was that day, and I said, how do I get back over here for this, Lord? I, you know, we need to see this happen. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit said, make a list, believe God, and fight like hell. And that fight like hell was like, take it to the next level. Take it to the next place. Let's see the manifestation of the promises of God. Let's fight for them. Let's not just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's so cool that God heals. No, I want my healing. I want healing in my house. Amen? Well, that's so good that God blesses people. No, I want to see, I want to flourish financially in my household. Amen? Oh, that's so good that we don't have to fear. No, I want fear, I want fear gone in my household. Amen? I want worry gone in my household. I want my kids serving God all the days of their life. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And 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 you you have authority. You're 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 still a parent. I don't care if your kid's 90 and, and you're 120. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out. 
Hallelujah. I said, it was funny, you know, I was watching uh, Jonathan uh, Shuttlesworth preach, and I sat there, and I thought, you know, I wanted to say to him, I'm old enough to be your mama. <laughs> like, he's just, you know what I mean? He just, it's just, and, and, and I just, it just kind of like, I'm like, God, really? Am I that old? <laughs> Listen, let's fight the good fight of faith. Amen? Now, I want you to stand with me tonight, and I believe God's going to do some things. I felt it when I, actually, earlier today, and then when I walked in tonight. And as the worship team comes, I believe that there are things that have been plaguing you. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's going to be a breakthrough tonight, a supernatural breakthrough. Now, there's the word of God that will bring breakthrough, but there are times when, you know, I remember when I was uh, smoking cigarettes and nothing bad about if you smoke, don't, you know, I'm not picking on you, but... I remember when I wanted to be set free, I, I wanted to stop, but I, I couldn't really stop. I wanted to stop, but I loved smoking. I wanted to stop because I knew God wanted me to stop, but I wanted to smoke because I loved smoking. And I, and I was a two-pack-a-day smoker. Can you see it now? <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> um, it was this on one hand and... This one on the other. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm set free now. But I remember <laughs> when I had my breakthrough of my cigarettes. All the kids in the van, we were going to a mission in Mexico, and we were in a van going to a college to get ready to go to Mexico. And all the kids in the van ganged up on me. I think I was the only um, new Christian. <laughs> and they threw my cigarettes out the van, and you're going to be delivered, and we're going to pray for you. And, 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 and so, I, you know, they all, they all prayed for me, you know? And it was like, and I was, and after they prayed for me, I thought, oh, that's good. You know, like, I'm going to be free. I'm going to be free. But it wasn't until the following week, my boss smoked cigarettes. But when I went back to work, I told my boss, I said, I said, I quit smoking. I don't smoke. God delivered me. That's what I said. He goes, oh, God, your God delivered you? And, uh, and anyhow, so, so um, I'm, I know I'm making this go longer, but I said, God delivered me from smoking. He said, oh, cool. So he went out. I don't know. I was working in a real estate office. But he, had his, he left his cigarettes there. And I, and I said, I'll just take one of his and lay it in the ashtray and just... Maybe I'll have a puff or something. You guys can relate to this, right? You guys know anybody, you know? And so here comes my boss back into the office, and he looks down and he goes, I thought your God delivered you from cigarettes. I never smoked again. I had my breakthrough. That was it. That was it. I never smoked. I felt so, I felt like I let God down. But he knew I was delivered after that. But anyhow, God has different ways to set us free. And I believe tonight there's going to be breakthrough for some of you. And I even know, I feel like in my spirit, I know some of you that are going to have this breakthrough.